1: Right, welcome in to another edition of the, the Ryan and Goodman Podcast. We had some uh, little technical issues at the Ryan household trying to get set up, but um, you had some help and, and we got it done.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, we got it done. Here we are. We're ready to go. Lots going on. left, Jeff. Going You
1: got on. a few books behind you, Bob.
0: Well, this is my office and uh, if, if you can't find a book in my house uh, if, uh, of some kind, you're in trouble. Yeah,
1: You are in trouble and uh, you're fresh off a big trip. <laughs> uh, down to High Point University, where you, you actually caught a High Point uh, basketball so I'll, game. So I give you credit.
0: Do the promotion first, uh, and and the, the self uh, promotion first. I am the uh, sports reporter in residence uh, for this semester, uh, for this ca- uh, academic year at High Point University. Uh, I spent the first of what will be two visits to the campus, uh, doing all kinds of different appearances in classes, panels, etc uh, at High Point University in High Point, North Carolina, a magnificent, uh, physical plant, incredible place. And, uh, um, anyway, so that's that. And I got, and they had a nice home game. They opened up their season on Tuesday night against William and Mary. Uh, it wasn't a pleasant evening for High Point and coach Tubby Smith back at his alma mater in year two, young team, you know, William and Mary kind of put it to him a little bit. And, uh, uh, so, uh, but it was fine. So I got my college basketball, the first of what will be many excursions, uh, 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 uh Tuesday night.
1: Well, I, I'm a few games into the season and we're going to, we're going to kind of circle back a little bit. I was yeah. at Syracuse.
0: Can't wait to talk about that one. We'll,
1: we'll do that at the end. We'll talk a little bit about the NBA draft after, uh, I watch a bunch of this, uh, high level talent. I'm actually taking my daughter to, uh, a little Harvard Northeastern tonight
0: could be a big year for Tommy Amicus, guys, if everything falls into place. You they know, need Seth
1: Towns, Bob. I don't know if he's set- going to play this year.
0: I know, I know. That's a big, yeah. if If they do get him, they're going to be good.
1: All right. Let, let, let's start with the, the big topic of the week, one that, honestly, I don't even want to talk about, but you're excited to talk about load management. Well, I'm, not, well, I'm,
0: I'm, not. I'm resigned to, because it, okay. we, that's ignoring the elephant in the room if we don't discuss load management. And and the ramifications and what and and all the stuff that went on this week with regarding the Clippers.
1: All right. First, before we even get to load management, uh, let's let people know that they can uh, they can subscribe to the Ryan Goodman podcast wherever you listen to your pods, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever. We'll have it every single week, uh, as shown right now. We've done it in Boston the last couple of weeks. This is the first time we're doing it uh, that we're not in the same room, so uh, we both got schedules that. Uh, dictate that we're on the road at times, we're both at our houses right now, so we wanted to kind of try it out this week and make sure it works for the future, uh, but again, make sure you subscribe every week, we'll talk NBA, we'll talk college, college. who the hell knows what we'll talk about, we, mean, we, happen. Could, we could talk about anything.
0: Right, as long as it, all it involves a bouncing ball uh, made by Spalding, I guess it makes them then <laughs> Doesn't have through?
1: to be made by Spalding, Bob, no, that's, college right. balls, they are they're all different, that's the okay. problem.
0: Oh, we well, that was an interesting topic. Like... Maybe that might become a topic. Okay. But it, it so if it's about basketball, we're in.
1: We are. And, and let's start with Kawhi Leonard, uh, who sat out. He played 60 games last year for Toronto, and it, it, all, it all worked out pretty darn well.
0: For them.
1: So are you uh, vehemently opposed to Kawhi Leonard and, and the Clippers and how this thing is is working out? Do you feel bad for the little kids who bought tickets to see Kawhi Leonard? And uh, and and at the last minute, they find out that they're not going to see. You know, I, listen. My take is you got to do what's best for the player, and what's best for Kawhi Leonard to be at his his top peak physical uh, form when it matters in the playoffs is to play sixty some odd games. It worked. How do you how do you fault him uh, for for now changing it?
0: Well, no, of course, and it's a product of the times too. And so they're listening to the old timers talk about the old days. So, Well, that was the old days. I mean, I, I want to point out, No, in 1961-62, Will Chamberlain averaged more than 48 minutes a game because he played every <laughs> second of every game plus overtime in the entire season. I mean, I just that, that's like, the, you know, that's the, you know, the whatever age you want to call it. And, and, but that well, that and then 1968-69 in the playoffs, John Havlicek played all the two minutes and two uh, decades, two seasons worth of playoffs. Those days are gone. The here's what Kawhi Leonard is. He does have legitimate injury history. And he's got it in this situation right now. And I, I don't understand, quite frankly, uh, why this got so out of hand. If knowing that he has this injury history, that the uh, the day before we speak here, they got fined a perfunctory $50,000 because of, oh, it was a 25, it was it 50, whatever it was. It was a, a drop in the bucket fine uh, for, in the big picture because they abused or, 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 or uh, you know, went outside the policy. I. He got an injury situation. We know that, and and uh, I'm, I'm so. I'm, I think they got to make that clear. I'm almost. I, I was thinking about that. Uh, the fan factor, the fan, you know, disappointment factor is that maybe what they should be doing at a Clipper game if he doesn't play is, as people come in, they hand each people, each each uh, people, person, anyway, a copy of the doctor's note, like at school when you present the doctor's <laughs> note telling you why. Uh, they need a doctor's note. Tonight, you get a doctor's note, a little copy saying we very regret to inform you that Mr. Kawhi Leonard will be unable to perform tonight. So you know,
1: in his or, place, in his place, <laughs> in his be place will be
0: <laughs> Will be our 16th man on our 15th man roster. I mean, but seriously, this this isn't this is not the story. If a guy is actually injured, what load management should have to do is when perfectly to borrow a phrase from hockey, when there's a healthy scratch. And that healthy scratch is a major player and, and, you know, but the league is so conscious in this because they do have a policy in place to find teams. If the person doesn't play in a nationally televised game, which this Uh, was.
1: Listen again, I I get it. I understand it all. uh, But, but at the end of the day, how are we to determine uh, whether Kawhi Leonard is healthy enough or needs the, the off day? This is up to them. This is up to the teams. This is up to the players. And, and, again, you look back on it, it worked for Kawhi Leonard last year. So, again, in his mind, he's thinking, well, 60 games. And Kawhi Leonard is a killer. Like, I, it is unbelievable in a way that, that people have convinced Kawhi Leonard that not playing is going to benefit him. But it, it worked last year. He's so, off
0: to a great start.
1: He's got the evidence.
0: And the games he's playing, he's, oh. he's the best player in the league right now. And, and uh, you know, I think that's a safe statement. And and uh, he's performing at a high level when he's out there, and I'm sure the reason is going to be cited. He's he's physically ready to go, and I I I'll accept. I, how I many games would that.
1: you play him this year, Bob? How many games? How many games would you go from sixty last year to
0: I like high 60s. I'd like to go to 68 to 70 yep. to 70. Yeah, uh, you know that that to me would be would be a, a, a better way of going about, it. but. Once again, uh, we have to trust him on the nights when he's not feeling as good. Also, we have to follow this one. Until further notice, he's not going to play back-to-back? Is that all? Which means he'd only play half the, not half the schedule, but that would be a factor. Like cool. Yeah, play he'll back-to-back. play three pretty- quarters. Now, there aren't that many back-to-backs as there, as many as there used to be. The, the league right. has gone out of its way to try to uh, have formulate a schedule for everybody that restricts the number of back-to-backs. The days of four games and five nights and all that, three in, uh, three in a row, are pretty much history in this league but they were, that was a big issue for a long time.
1: It's just, again, it's interesting to me that of all players that this is kind of affecting and we're, we're, we're kind of highlighting, it's Kawhi Leonard. To me, it's comical because, again, I've, I've known him since he was in college. I've seen him, obviously, plenty in the NBA. Like, if there was anybody that plays hard all the time and wants to be out there all the time, it would be Kawhi Leonard. And now, I feel like, People are kind of poking holes at him, right? A couple years ago when he didn't play, now again, uh, load management's affecting him. I think people are going to get the wrong idea to some degree of Kawhi Leonard that (laughs) I I do feel like he wants to play in the worst way.
0: Oh, I I would believe that. I would would believe that. I think, I mean, I don't have any doubts about that. So, I'm not sure... I don't know, you know, I'm a big Doc fan, you know that, and yeah. I'm not sure that Doc handled this as well as he could have, I guess, It made it clear to people about the, you know, the, I just, for his own good, but for the good of the organization and stuff, I, I, I think he would like a little bit of a do-over in that whole first evening about this whole thing. Yeah, but probably. Now, now a little bit, but but uh, it, it, but this thing, you know, it's funny, this phenomenon, really, do we date it? You tell me, do we, do we date it with LeBron and, or Tim Duncan when when and it's no, it's it, it got I mean, to a different pop, level. Pop, pop yeah. and and then kiddingly putting down sitting everybody on the on the, on the uh, uh, stat sheet. I uh, you, know, you know on the uh, no, DNP old.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Pro- I think it was pop because he was just doing it with everybody pop. with their yeah. whole team. Yeah, you know, and 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 for forbid- he didn't care. He was doing it in the big games, like a lot of guys have yeah, done it, pop, it, but they do it in a way when it's not as noticeable.
0: Well, Pop was kind of sticking his no, uh, thumb in his nose at, at right. the delivery. The, the, what he does?
1: Yeah, that's what he does. But, and, and, and Pop, and he
0: had—he's right. the only person if you get away with that. Uh, right. I think not I mean, even
1: Doc. Right, Doc's not going to that. Not like that. So Doc didn't
0: even think about doing it. That in that right. matter, with that kind of an attitude. But Pop is Pop, and he's you no—he's—he's know, he's the dean, no doubt.
1: All right, I'm, I'm done with... Uh, yeah,
0: load management. Let's we did on. our
1: load management. We're done. We're done with it. Let's move on to the, the next topic, off-the-court topic, that I thought was interesting and we can have a little debate debate on right now, which is Anthony Davis coming out and saying uh, Chicago. I think he said, basically, Chicago is the best basketball Mecca. city. He,
0: he actually, he used the word Mecca, I believe. Yeah. Mecca, basketball, and, and we're on to and, and say that more good players have come out of Chicago than anywhere. And, of course, right away, you can hear the screaming in New York and then, uh, and then, but all right. So I started thinking about some Chicago players. All right, yeah. you tell me you're up on the current crop better than I, and I'll go, yep. I'll go old school on you. Right. right now, Anthony Davis, go, go, uh, Derek Rose. Keep going. Tell me who.
1: Um, Okafor, Evan Turner. who's a suburb of Chicago. Patrick Beverly. No, no. that's
0: going to count. We're going to count the the you know, suburbs. The, yeah, right. we're going to count the burbs.
1: Uh Jabari Parker. Mm, yeah. I mean, th- no, no, he's wrong. He's
0: wrong. And I'll give you a few olders. Cassie Russell, Clark sure. High School. I always remember that. Yeah. Just uh, 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 had a couple written down. Well, i here's what I'm sure that that uh, Wayne Wade. Davis, Wayne uh, Wade also. Wayne bumped. Wade. I've heard mean, no. Anthony Davis never even heard of Johnny Kerr. <laughs>
1: no, there's no way. Although he
0: grew up in Chicago, he was the play, but He was a, a color man. Maybe he did. Potentially. Yeah. But Johnny Kerr, to go way back, was a, one of the great Chicago uh, heroes of all time. Chicago's got a nice uh, a nice history. Yes. But I don't think it was, it's the best history. You know, I, mean, I don't know. It's hard to when you go way back, We don't hear so much about New York as you used to, but New York was clearly this. It's not
1: good lately. Like, no, you know, obviously I, I cover college, so I all the recruits coming out, I used to do recruiting. It has really, really fallen off over the last 10, 15 years New York has in terms of producing high, high-level players. All right, so here, here's what I'll say. Modern day, current day. Yeah. I think you have to give it to L.A. Oh, I was Don't just gonna you? Go, I, was I mean, gonna Kawhi, Kawhi. comes from Riverside. James Harden's from. He went to uh, Artesia High School, right what? outside of L.A. And Paul George is from Palmdale. Like those are three of the top ten players in the game right now.
0: Yeah. No. I, I was going to say, what about L.A.? Yeah. No. Definitely. Well. You, so it's a fun. It's a fun. See, this this part of the discussion is fun. What, now the next part of the discussion is what was going to worry people. Uh, you know, <laughs> the people in Los Angeles, specifically the Los Angeles Lakers, when the guy is not signed long term, right?
1: When, when who? Anthony
0: Davis. It's not oh, signed right. long term.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, Davis, he, does he go back to he, Chicago? Basically,
0: making the the goo eyes at Chicago, even though the Bulls are not exactly a a, a a you know a destination at the moment. But still, you know, does that did, did you get any did you get any vibes, Jeff Goodman? Uh, you know, emanating from that. Uh, yeah, that uh, pulling down of his and with in that disregard
1: what I will say is uh, every player these days and in, in this current day NBA I think a lot of them get bored and they're out of place for whatever five six years and, and they want change I, I think well, that's well, change the- it. Uh,
0: it, and they're off I got some numbers in front of me I mean I wanted to just bone up on this and let's go to the Lakers for a second yeah. and the start that he's had and the start that they've had if uh, winning five in a row after an opening night loss, and some of the some of the games that he and LeBron have put up, and and the growing compatibility that they have on the court, yeah. I, I thought before the season, might be, I think I mentioned it in one, in one of our first get-togethers, was that uh, not to draw the direct comparison because of the, the different sizes they are and everything else, but would he do for LeBron something akin to what Magic did for Kareem in yeah. terms of rejuvenation, yeah. uh, re-, a re stimulation, uh, you know, a comfort. Uh, and, and, and having a really tangible effect on his performance and his outlook and so forth. And I think the early returns, what I call the dixville Knots return, six games out of 82, yep. is yes. Of course. Huh?
1: Of course. You can't deny it.
0: Off. It's gone you know, like this.
1: LeBron's healthy again, number one. He wasn't healthy last year. It was a team that was just too young. Too young last year for him. We knew it going in. Like, maybe LeBron could carry him on his back to you know, a top four seed in the West. I thought but it would have
0: been a great achievement if he got, uh, getting them to the seventh seed would have yeah. been one of his great personal achievements, I thought. I did never put much stock in him doing any better than that. Here,
1: here's where I think it works so well, is is Anthony Davis is the perfect teammate for LeBron because Kyrie in him thinks he is the man, wants to be the man, is unrealistic, really about what he is. Anthony Davis isn't. Anthony Davis is a star like he's a top three five player in the game Absolutely. no doubt about it and but he doesn't have that ego he just doesn't he, he he's easy to get along with I think is the biggest difference right he's a happy kid uh, he's so modest and and, and just great for all of it now again People would get the wrong idea last year, obviously, with what he did in New Orleans. But I still say that was all agent-driven, all Ritz-Paul-driven. Oh, yeah. driven. And it worked out. Listen, out worked out for the one. One. he's in L.A. right now, having a chance to win it all, where he could be in New Orleans right now and, and losing games again. So it worked. But I think it gave him kind of a, a bad rap that he didn't uh, really deserve because it wasn't his decision ultimately.
0: I'm going to talk about the basketball aspect for a second on yeah. the court. Uh, one of the most fascinating things that's happened in the entire NBA in the early couple of weeks of the season is that game he had when he went to the line 27. Well, he was 26 for 27 from the from the free throw line in only 31 minutes, by the way. Amazing. And since then, in the three subsequent games, he has attempted eight free throws. Now, wow. did you? See, I never saw any video from that game. What was going on?
1: Well, he was just, again,
0: the whole thing under the basket.
1: What he can do, Bob, like the thing that separates Anthony Davis from so many guys is now again we he can put him on the floor, right? I mean, he's got some guard skills to him, oh, so he can positively. beat you. Put a five on him, they're done because he's just going to beat him off the bounce every single time. And now he is big and strong enough to absorb. He wants contact. That's the difference. He didn't want it when he first got in the league because he, honestly, he couldn't handle it. Couldn't absorb it and finish. Now he knows he can absorb it, finish over dudes. If you put a a four on him, he can be stronger than them. He's bigger, uh, especially up top and in the shoulders. So I I think now it's confidence. And I'm sure LeBron gives him that confidence, which he really had. But when you get it from LeBron and he's feeding you the ball over and over and over and telling you, take it to the basket, what are you going to do? You're going to do it
0: yeah but I wish I had seen it uh, you know you know me I've been lamenting the la- the demise of the the aircraft carrier center yeah. the great low post practitioners <coughs> and 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 this is uh and the other thing i've been demised, lamenting is the demise of the box scores I grew up with I grew up you know and and the three point shot has messed up the whole mathematics of the box score but uh, and so i he this comes as close to I used to have one of my favorite box scores of all time i think do I ask you this question? Who who once had this box score in the pre three point shot era? Yeah, 9
1: 28 46
0: Yeah you did you did it Was AJ yeah. Dantley. Well this came close 7 26 40 <laughs> no
1: Unbelievable
0: threes. No threes anyway but I mean I just find it fascinating uh no, he's um, he's putting up numbers folks and as we just did and by the way uh uh LeBron James in his last 3 games has had as follows in the assist category. 16, 13, 11. He's averaging 10 assists a game. Almost 11.
1: Second in the league? Yeah. Right? Sec, second He's, in the league.
0: I, I don't even know. Like, who's, uh, who's number? Oh, who is it? Who's averaging? Who's one?
1: No, I, I think know. it was... Um, hold on. I had it here somewhere. <laughs> I had to find it. <laughs> uh, I think it was... Who was first? Yeah, LeBron's first. It's just extraordinary. No, LeBron. Is that,
0: no, no, yeah, that's uh, surprising. One bit. of my favorite guys. Yeah. Um, but LeBron is having a, 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 a tick under 11 assist a game so far. It's, I know it's granted it's only six games, but uh, I know. Excuse me. What are talking about? Um, uh, oh, no, yeah, sure. seven, yeah, seven games. So six and one. So yeah. anyway, um, this is remarkable, but nothing that we're not stunned that, that he can do this. But the, this, the sheer scope and, and, and magnitude of what he's done in this category, though, is, is just uh, 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 astonishing and just another... Uh, amplification of, of his true greatness, really.
1: Are you are you back? Because I know you were like a little. You you were on the Lakers to now, start the season, I, I was, and you kind of went over to the Clippers a little bit. I, now are you back?
0: Well, I mean, I'm feeling better. And the thing is, they're doing this without any real viable point guard play at all. Until and you know, without Rondo and, and, and Caruso not really, you know, being uh,
1: oh no, Here you, here know. we go with Caruso. No, I'm
0: just throwing it out there. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm saying it's Lebron. LeBron, yeah. it's all going through LeBron, and 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 uh, this is this is still amazing. No, uh, you got to figure uh, their best is ahead of them. Although it'll be interesting to see how the dynamics change. Because Rondo's a pounder, and you know how that's going to affect the whole. We'll see how that works. I'm not sure how that's going to work uh, with LeBron uh, if you're taking the ball out of his hand, so so Rondo can pound. We'll see.
1: <laughs> well, maybe Rondo true. won't pound as much. Maybe oh, maybe yeah. Rondo because he'll have more options. And he's gotten older and wiser.
0: I was just reading uh, that apparently he's been knocking him knocking uh, dead in practice with his three-point shooting. This I want to see in real life.
1: Listen, um, we saw this. Anytime you went pre-game, <laughs> if you got there early, when, Rondo could make threes with nobody around him. And if he was shooting guarded by a chair, Rondo could make threes. But when you put a human being in front of him, yeah. he wouldn't take threes and rarely made them. Anyway,
0: open. so it'll be interesting how that will change anything when he does it warrant playing time. But it's looking good for them. The early returns for them are very positive, and the Laker fans, you know, they're back in the they're back uh, in the mix, and, and it's I'm sure it's a it's a, a a game night at the Staples Center when they're playing is a is a buzzing thing, and that's great. You know, it's important to the league to have the Lakers good. I think.
1: No yeah. doubt, no doubt. We don't want to do the Celtics every single episode, but I feel but like
0: something happened.
1: Yeah, something big has happened. With the Celtics. And it's it, it's not um, Jason Tatum. It's not Jalen Brown's return or Ennis scanner being out. It's Gordon Hayward averaging now 20.3 points a game, 7.9 rebounds, and 4.6 assists. Those numbers, are, they're through seven games. I get it. They're through seven games. The all-star year he had, 21.9 points, 5.4 rebounds, 3.5 assists in, in Utah. His numbers are better. His numbers are overall better. Well, for seven game, games. All
0: right, one game distorts it, as we know,
1: because it. Will True. Be- but even Thursday night, listen, oh, no. you're watching, and he had one play, Bob, that he didn't have all last year, and, and he put it on the floor and got smacked going to the basket, and he absorbed that contact and finished. And just you can see in his body language now, Bob, he is confident, um, and he just moves that way. He's just. Sure, because you, you can tell like he's the old Gordon Hayward in his mind. And when he told me that a couple of weeks ago, I asked him, I think we, we, we talked about it a little bit. I said, you know, how close are you to a hundred percent? And he, he looked at me like I was out of my mind. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like I, as a writer, I'm just thinking to myself like, but you're not a hundred percent. And he looked at me, I'm a hundred percent. And I said, well, I haven't really seen anything athletically yet. Now I, I think he probably is a hundred
0: percent now, Bob. Well, he said, that uh in for an interview uh, a couple of days ago uh you know don't have to ask me about my leg anymore i'm fine i don't think about my leg and i'm sure that's Hello. the case he's now back playing he's just playing free we know that we have to know that. look back at last year and and that no matter what you may have said at the time he never played free and comfortable and without the little nagging thing in the back of my head. what if i do this what's going to happen to my leg if i try this move or if i you know and now that's apparently it's all in a rearview mirror he's back where he was uh two to year, two years ago yep. uh big ramifications because he's more than just he's not just a scorer he's not just a rebounder he's not just a, he's a hell of a basketball player a hell of an offensive basketball player who enhances the team in many ways and and he's, he's playing with grateful you know uh, with the teammates who are grateful not to have a certain other person on their team any longer i'm sorry and uh and and uh it's it's all meshing very nicely for them and 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 he's he is, I, 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 was, as you know, I was very optimistic about their them, at least being entertaining this year, and the two biggest reasons I thought uh, well, three, obviously, I thought that Walker would take care of himself. there would be no problem, and so far that's exactly the case. Two, I thought that Tatum was going to benefit. Uh, it's going to be yep. much more like the Tatum. We thought he was going to be at the end of the year before, not the Tatum of last year, and that's materializing. and three that Haywood would be at least something approaching his former all-Star status, and so far, it looks like all three things are true.
1: People were saying, like Gordon Hayward, going into the year, is the most overpaid player based on what they thought he would do in, in the league. I mean, making thirty-two million dollars this year, he's not going to be worth thirty-two million, probably, right? We, we can agree on that, can't we? That that, that yeah. that's probably a little bit much for Gordon Hayward. Yeah. However, at the time, they had to get a big-time free agent. He was the biggest free agent out there at the time, yeah. and it, yeah. it it helped. It helped also kind of continue to dispel the notion that the Celtics couldn't get big-time free agents. They got in Horford, then you get Horford,
0: it, it was true right. for – I, I was one of my man, It was my preaching things for 15 years yeah. that they had never gotten a prime-of-life free agent until they got out of Horford, that it was an old, cold eastern city and the players of this modern age were too young to be rhapsodized by the, the flags or the floor or any of that, that just wasn't important to them and that they didn't have anything to offer. Uh, in the, you know, in the way of, of an inducement, and then Al Horford, you know, broke that mold, and now they got Hayward, and and you and, and this good word of mouth, uh, I think, for the, around the league about about playing here, playing with for Stevens, and the other guys. Now, if there's anybody, I don't know, for, for any, I don't know, I don't, don't want to go ever go too crazy here. It's working out nicely. that's all I can say.
1: I gotta say, like, I think they're the favorite to win the East now. I, well, I do. I I, I know. I, I'm getting interesting. Uh, conversation is going to ensue at some point with, who is the better guard? Who are you taking in the NBA? Of Cole Anthony or LaMelo Ball?
0: Okay, alright. Now let me throw another name at you, before, and sure. that is uh, James Wiseman. Uh, very above uh, broke in with a bang. Not quite the uh, Lou Alcindor scoring 56 in his first game bang, but uh, people, someday we're going to remind people that there was another world before ESPN. But, uh, uh James Wiseman certainly got people's attention in this opener, didn't he, From Memphis?
1: He did. I mean, he played, they played against Sisters of the Poor.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, but yes, the, my biggest thing was he hadn't done anything in the preseason, Bob. I went there for practice, hmm. and he limped off after like three minutes and sat in the training table the whole time, and he had a foot injury all of preseason. So a lot of people were worried whether he was even going to play. And the knock on James Wiseman has been he's soft. You know, he grew up in Nashville, moved to Memphis a couple of years ago. We, we wanted to see some more toughness out of him. So mm-hmm. I was just happy he got out there and played and played well and got his numbers. And man, he is fun to watch because he's every bit as 7 1. He's long, super talented, unbelievably good kid. Try to teach me some Mandarin when I was down there a couple of weeks oh, ago. No, it was Mandarin. Yeah.
0: They, like, they do not do that? They no, he's smart. That? So <laughs>
1: listen, this draft is going to be yeah. solid. But I ran into one NBA GM at halftime of the Kentucky game. I was up trying to get uh, some some iced coffee to, to get me through the night and get me through the podcast at 2 a.m. So I ran into one GM, and we were talking about how a year ago, all the, the GMs and everybody in the NBA that night, after watching Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish look great that night too, they were all going crazy if they had a lottery pick. They were all, you know, mm-hmm. um, the few of those picks went up significantly a year ago at Champions Classic in Indianapolis. And he said the other night, he was like, everybody's going to be trying to get rid of them. You know, the value of these just isn't high because, again, you had nobody. Tyrese Maxey was the best player on the floor, and he might be a lottery pick. He might be a lottery pick. Duke had nobody that looked like a lottery pick. Michigan State doesn't have anybody. Those were your four best teams potentially and there wasn't one guy that you said is a lock lottery pick on the floor that night. What
0: about European crop, as far as you know? Uh, any?
1: Yeah, it's good. There's probably two guys um, that are in the mix for, for the lottery. And then you've got, obviously, LaMelo Ball yeah. and RJ Hampton, who's an American kid who went over there and mm-hmm. is playing in New Zealand. So you got, like, four guys that are overseas right now that could occupy those spots. and And one, you know, listen, somebody from Kentucky, somebody from Duke, could certainly emerge. Maxie could have a, a Brandon Knight type year, and Brandon Knight went eighth overall. That that absolutely could happen if Maxie proves that he can do this every night, which he may be able to. He just he wasn't known as a big-time shooter. So when he made that three, mm. Tom Izzo, I think, was probably saying, like, you know what? Tip your hat to him. That, like 99 out of 100 times, he probably doesn't make that shot. All
0: right, All right well, so... By the right, not- next time we talk, I will have digested my blue ribbon. I'll have a few. I'll, I'll, I'll right. Be, I'll be a much smarter fellow.
1: All right. We'll, we'll, we'll hold you to that. to always kind of, you know, slip you know, in, slip in a little bit of college here. We- I will.
0: I'm going to have a. I'm, I'm looking forward to this uh, winter. Uh, you know, around here, my yeah. alma mater got off to a good start. By the way, Boston College. I did beat Wake and. Uh, and uh, the transfer uh, did very well for them. And, the,
1: the battle, uh, I, I called that the battle of dead man walking. Oh,
0: I know you did. I know. Well, I, I don't want
1: to say that publicly, but I just did. So, <laughs> you probably,
0: did. Yes,
1: you probably did. not fair to do, but those two coaches are, are certainly in trouble. Well, I will see you uh, Monday night. Yes. Um, and, and we will have plenty to talk about on this next podcast about Luca. And is he a guy that we think, because I've seen it, that people have said, like, he's going to over under. Two MVPs for Luka in his career. Like, I just can't wait to see this kid because he's so much fun. He plays with a passion. So, next time you see us, uh, we will break down uh, our take, Luka.
0: Minute examination of Luka
1: Doncic. All right. Podcast in the books. Uh, Remember, again, subscribe. Ryan and Goodman Podcast. And we will see you next week.